Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to The Social Circus, where every week we dive into a variety of topics covering social media, mindset, and how to run your business. I hope that you enjoy today's episode. Hello there, Sarah Thompson, your host each and every week on The Social Circus. And today I am doing a solo episode where I'm going to be talking about how do you grow your business. Now, this is a really interesting proposition because I work with a lot of clients who seem to do a lot of marketing. And by that, I mean they spend a lot of time on social media and a lot of time out there looking for new business. And one of the things that worries me about that is it's incredibly hard to find new business through digital marketing, maybe through paid ads, all those different kinds of sources. Now, the reason I say it's hard is because if we are looking for clients to work with us, um, perhaps in a one-on-one capacity through maybe we have coaching or services like that, um, it is hard for us to convert people from a cold start. And by cold start, I mean, if they see an ad about you and they think, oh, I'd like to work with her, they're not going to throw a lot of money at you. So when we talk about using social media and digital marketing, it should be part of a funnel strategy where we bring people into our business so they can get to know us, understand who we are, and kind of then decide down the track that they would like to work with us. So with that in mind, today what I wanted to talk about is how do we grow our business not using those traditional strategies? And I'm sure that you're thinking, but she's in digital marketing. That's surely what she does all the time. And absolutely, I love digital marketing. I use those strategies. They're tried and tested. But the thing with those strategies is that they take time to build momentum. They take time to bring clients into our business at leads. So what I want to talk about today is finding clients that already exist within our business. So there are a few ways in which we can do this. I think this is one of the most underrated strategies when it comes to running your business. And it's something that I definitely do in my business, but I'll be really transparent and say, I am absolutely 100% certain that I could do this better. And what we need to do is look at two amazing sort of sources of business that exist already in our business. One of them is existing clients and the second one is past clients. So let's talk about our past clients to start with, because these are something that I think we often kind of go like, and I'm going to, I'm going to use coaching as an example for today. But if you have a business where you have a clients on retainers, where they are in a services, whatever that looks like, past clients are always a great source of business in our business. And we can do this in a couple of ways. And again, today's podcast is not about asking you to be critical of the way in which you've run your business or suggesting that you've done things poorly, what I want you to think about is, is this something that I have done? And is it something that I could do moving forward? Because it's really easy to overlook these simple strategies because we get really focused on the what next, who next. And I want you to think about what you already have going on in your business. Okay. So with your past clients, the first thing I want you to ask yourself, and I'm gonna, like I said, I'm going to use coaching as my example today is, If you have a client that you have worked with previously, and um, so my clients usually buy packages of coaching hours. And so with that in mind, when clients buy packages of coaching hours, when we come to the end, we have a process in our business and big shout out to my beautiful assistant, Claire, because she is responsible for this process. 
So first of all, I want you to consider how do you track your clients and your ongoing business? So I use Trello mainly because my brain likes how Trello looks and works. And we use Trello for all of my coaching clients and we have a board for every client. We have on there, it says this is how many hours they have, this is how long they are um, valid for. And then every time I see a client, I use a little Trello checklist and say, I spent an hour with Sarah today, like face-to-face or Zoom. And then at the end of the month, we send them a summary. Now, as part of our process, which as I said, my assistant Claire does, is we do follow up with clients when they have finished their package of hours. And the first thing we do with our follow-up is we send them an offer to buy more hours with me. The second thing we do is we ask them to leave a testimonial for my services. Okay. Now, those are two really important actions that sound really simple. When people have worked with you and they're happy with it, and sometimes people just um, are ready for the next step and ask for a testimonial because those are absolute gold when it comes to promoting your services to new clients. And if you ask them down the line, like in three or six months time, they've kind of gone cold. And so they're not enthused about what was the process like? How did I enjoy working with you? That kind of thing. So asking for a testimony is a great thing. And asking if they want to purchase more hours is another really good thing. Now, with that in mind, that kind of closes the loop on we finished our, you know, our package together and here's what's next. So that's a really simple little add-on process that you can add to your business that when you finish working with someone, you can suggest that they then come and work with you again or send you a testimonial, which is incredibly useful in your business. Okay. The other thing you want to do, and again, don't put all of this in one email because it will overwhelm people. And you can set this up as an automation in any kind of email marketing system from MailerLite right up to the fancy ones like Simplero, is you can set up a follow-up process when someone, like we're going to call it offboarding them. So if they are not working with you anymore. So when I have been a past client, um, If I'm happy with you, I can leave a testimonial. The other thing you want to ask them for is a referral. Now, most of our clients run in circles with similar types of people. So a lot of my clients are small business owners and a lot of their network and their friends are also small business clients. So a really simple thing to do is ask them, is there anyone in your world that would think, would you think would benefit from working with me? So you can ask them to refer you to someone else. Now, a referral program can be as simple or as complicated as you would like it to be. I've worked on setting up really complex referral programs when I was in my corporate persona, and I've also worked on setting up really simple ones. First of all, if you're going to have a referral program, you need to make sure you know how to capture that referral so you can acknowledge it. And don't underestimate how the simple act of thanking someone for a referral is incredibly nice thing to do. And I often send a card in the post and just saying thank you. You can include a little gift. Um, I usually use my clients for gifts for other clients. And it's it, it can be a really small token, like 10 or $20. And it actually has an acknowledgement that I am grateful that you thought of me. And I'm grateful that you recommended my business. Now, this seems like a really simple thing to do. But here's the thing. And I want to say this because it's really easy. Our clients, past, present and potential watch us on our social media and they see us talking about this is what's going on and uh, and it can be easy to assume like I'm fully booked I don't have any capacity for clients because I'm so busy okay if that is the case great <laughs> but generally it's not and so you want to make sure it's really clear to your clients 
Um, I do have capacity for more clients. And if you have a referral, I would love to work with someone and support them. Okay. So first of all, making it really clear that you have capacity for more clients, that you are open to receiving referrals and let people know, you know, how they can possibly refer you, how they can do an introduction to you, like an email introduction or how they can reach out to someone to make it seamless for you to reach out to them without it seeming creepy. Okay. So this is a really important process and one that we often overlook is that referral. Now, the other thing about past clients is that they may have moved, whether it's in their life or their business, into a different stage. Now, this is a perfect opportunity for us to do two things. First of all, we can sell them something else in our business. Okay. So if you understand your customer ascension model, if you don't know what that is, put it into chat GPT and ask it to explain it to you is how someone moves through your business. So you should understand what that process looks like and how you have different products and services that will meet them at every point in their journey. So this often looks like someone starts with a freebie in your business, then they might come along to like, again, we're talking coaching, come along to maybe a low cost masterclass, then they might book a discovery call with you, then they book some coaching and then they join your mastermind and then they come on your retreat. That's kind of like a customer ascension model, generically speaking, okay? So ask yourself, if Sarah has finished working with me um, in coaching, what would be next for her and her business? So you might have um, like a mastermind that she could join to give her that accountability and support, or you might have a different, completely different style of product or service that would be helpful for her. Why not offer them that? Okay. Again, this could be a three email sequence. So the first email is, thank you. Here's more. Do you want to buy more coaching or leave me a testimonial? The second email is, would you like to refer someone to me? And the third email is that final step in the process. So I want you to think about what does that look like in your business? Remember, you are not asking yourself, have I done this well? You're asking yourself, can I add this to my business? Okay. So when you are offering them different like products and services, the other thing I want you to consider, and this is where we can really elevate ourselves, is by asking ourselves, so if a client has worked with me, and I'm going to say that I help them set up their Facebook ads and maybe they bought a package of five hours. And at the end of those five hours, we have set up the ads, but it has been really difficult for them. Maybe they've been really technically challenged. Maybe they're completely overwhelmed by the process. Maybe they're simply too busy. What I can do at that step three, instead of recommending another product or service in my business, I can recommend that they go and work with someone else. So for many of my clients, I might teach them and I do teach them how to manage and set up their own ads. I see this really off like a lot is that clients get really overwhelmed by it all. And I can see it when I'm coaching with them that they're really struggling with this. And so a really great recommendation for me is to say, look, now we finish working together. I have someone that I trust that you can work with that will, you can outsource your ads, you can outsource your funnel and you can hand it over to them and I trust them. And I'm happy to do an introduction. Now, that is a really unusual thing to do because often we hang on to our clients and we shouldn't. We should give them what is best for them. So this is where you have to have created that network of referral partners. Okay. So in my business, I do not manage clients' ads for them. I used to many years ago and I haven't done it, I reckon, for about five years. So I have two people in my world that I can send to clients to if they want to outsource their ads. One is a large agency and one is a small boutique agency that looks after those smaller clients, okay? So have those people in your world 
that you can refer on. Your clients will remember that you helped them, okay? And they're really likely to refer you to someone else. And what you can do, and this is entirely up to you, is you can approach these companies and say, look, I really like what you do. I've had great feedback about your services or your products. I'd like to refer people to you. Do you have a referral or affiliate program? It's that simple. Okay, don't overcomplicate it. You can just simply say, if I refer someone to you, um, will there be some recognition? Do you have a referral program or affiliate program? And that way, even though your client may no longer be working for you, you can still earn money through that process. Okay. So if that's something you haven't considered, I really want you to take a moment to consider what would that look like in my business? Like what else would my client need to help support them on their next step? Okay. So that is our past clients and that is a follow-up process that I would really encourage you to consider in terms of how do I reach out to these people? How do I do it? Now, if you're sitting listening to this podcast going, well, I haven't done that at all and I've been in business for 10 years, there is kind of a statue of limitations with this process. So if you work with someone 10 years ago, don't send them an email now saying, hey, can you leave me a testimonial? They've gone and gone cold. But you could go back to them and make a suggestion saying, hey, did you know I now offer this product or this service? And you might not have kept in touch, but this is where I'm at now. Okay, so that's a really simple way to do that kind of, if someone's, it's been a while, and I would suggest that you kind of reignite it by sending just an email, not from your email marketing system to reconnect so that people know it's come from your inbox and it's come from you. Okay, so if you're trying to kind of warm them up again, that's a really good process to do. So that is how we can convert our past clients. And like I said, um, probably a couple of years is as far back as you would want to go because after that time frame, they kind of forget who you are. Okay, so keep that in mind. Now, with your current clients, they are hopefully loving working with you right now. And so it is really, really simple for you to use that same process that we talked about to add value to their experience of working with you. So remember when you start working with people, whatever that looks like, be really clear on what your boundaries are in terms of we have 10 hours together, you have six months to use these hours. So be really transparent with that because that gives people a really great experience at every step in the way. If you are having to kind of say, oh, didn't you realize they only lasted six hours, then you've done something wrong with your communication and you're onboarding with them. So with your current clients, there are a couple of things that you can do. And again, it's when they have not, you know, the first session that they have with you, but after a few sessions, you can make recommendations with integrity to help them further their you know, further how they're performing, further their development, further their progress. And so if you have those products and services in your business, why wouldn't you recommend them? That's my first comment to you. And I'm really mindful when I'm coaching with clients because they paid for my time. And um, I'll say something like, oh, I have a module in my course, List Builders Lounge, that covers this. It would be really great for you to check it out. I'll send you a link to have a look at it later. So I'm not selling when they're paying for my time, okay, because that feels a little bit icky. But I also know that whatever I'm recommending will absolutely help them in their journey. So I want you to think about that. And it's really important that you do ask yourself, how will this help them and how will it promote and help them move forward? So again, with your current clients, offering them something else. And before you even come to the end of your working together, whatever your program or your package or whatever that is, 
start to warm them up for what is next. Because the better you get at this process, the more likely you are to retain them and to convert them. The other thing I would say is that do not be afraid to ask for referrals when people are working with you. I find my current clients some of my highest referrers. And usually because they're absolutely kicking goals from the coaching that they're doing with me and they've gone to something and they hear someone talking, they're saying, oh my gosh, you have to work with Sarah from Online Social Butterfly. She is the loveliest coach and she's so smart and she'll really push you ahead. And they say really nice things like that. And so again, please be really clear with clients. One, do you have capacity? Two, are you interested in receiving referrals? And three, would you like to compensate them for that? So remember, um, money always talk, um, but don't be afraid to, you don't have to give people money to acknowledge their referrals. But what you do want to do is give them the opportunity to receive something in kind. So I will often give clients, like I said, I send a gift or I send a card or I send a thank you email. But if someone has referred, I've had people refer very big clients to me and I will often gift them like an hour's coaching with me. So it hasn't cost me anything but it has an intrinsic value to my clients, okay? So again, there's no right or wrong on this and there's certainly no absolute on it. But what I do want you to do is first and foremost, acknowledge the referral and thank them for it, okay? That's really, really important. And I want you to kind of think about what else could I do to support my client? And again, if there's some really obvious synergies that you could, would, could help your client, you don't have to be handing them on to someone else. Now, one of the things I find as a coach that people ask me is I get inside their business and I see what's working and what's not. So it, I often find myself referring to my accountant who I love, to a bookkeeper that I work with who is one of my clients, because those are really natural referrals. And people say, I'm so overwhelmed and I'm like, my baz is due and I can't even get it done. I'm like, you need a bookkeeper. You need to outsource that. And so when I have a really trusted referral network, I add value to my coaching experience for my client. So I want you to think about, do you have a trusted, and I use the word trusted really, really high, trusted referral network? I'm not fobbing my clients off to some bookkeeper who I've never had any experience with because they're paying me. Uh, my client who is my bookkeeper, um, can I just say, if she's listening, um, does a beautiful job of acknowledging referrals when I send them. She's like, thank you so much, Sarah, really appreciate it. And you know what? That's actually all I need from her because I know that she's going to take great care of them. Okay. So I have that network of people that I know that I can refer people onto with confidence. Okay. Because the last thing you want is to make a referral and they come back to you and say, oh, they were really rubbish because that's your reputation. Okay. And you work really hard in your business to have a strong reputation. So Today's podcast episode is all about growing your business, but I focused on a place that we often overlook. So I want you to kind of have a little think about what I've discussed today. And I want you to ask yourself, do you track and follow up your past clients? Do you track and offer value adds to your existing clients? Because, and look, I don't know the statistics on it, but there's, there's lots of data that floats around that says it's like three times easier to sell to an existing customer than to create a new customer. Don't quote me on that, but it's something like that. And we know that if people have loved working with us and enjoyed that experience, they're highly likely to come back and work with us again. Now, the other thing I want you to ask yourself is what does that look and feel like for you? Because if you're sitting there going, oh, please don't make me pick up the phone and call someone. 
if that is not your natural style, then you don't need to do that. But please know the higher the touch, the more likely you are to convert. Now, if anyone who works with me knows that um, I'm not a phone call kind of girl, but I do send emails and I do send them personally through my inbox rather than my email marketing system. I also really like, I love Instagram and I love DMs and I also love voice messages, like the, the voice messaging process on Insta. And so I'll often send a little DM and I'll just send something again for past clients. It can be really easy to do this. You don't need to have like a fancy script and I'll, I'll pretend that I'll pretend I'm my past client. And I'll just say, I'll send a little DM saying, Hey Sarah, it's been a while since we've chatted, but it looks like things are going really well on Insta. Love to know how you're going. I'm just doing a little check-in. I'm wishing you all the best. Super simple, no sale in it. Um, I do love hearing how my clients are going. Can I say that? Because often we work really intensely and then they kind of, I, I kind of, they grow their wings and fly. And I want to know how that's going. So it is a genuine inquiry and they might just say, oh my gosh, I'm super stark on this thing here. And I'm like, great. Do you want to just book in a quick hour with me and we can see how we can move this ahead for you? So you don't have to approach with the attitude of selling. You want to approach with the mindset that you're genuinely interested in people, which hopefully you are. So sending little voice messages, I find to be incredibly personal and it's, I actually find it much easier than typing because I don't have to overthink it. So you know, when you're doing those follow-ups, you don't have to make calls to people. Often people are really busy. That might be quite intrusive into their day. Find something that works for you that feels very natural and comfortable, okay? So whatever strategy you adopt, remember that it has to feel good for you. I don't want you feeling icky that you have to make this many calls a day. I don't want any of that in your business because that's not why we're in businesses to do things that make us feel grossly uncomfortable. We're in it because we have something that we want to share with the world. So I want you to think about that. I also really want you after today's episode to write down three things that you could do in your business right now to generate business from past or existing clients. I've given you lots of ideas today and I'd love to think that you're going to take action and potentially create new systems, new processes, new funnels in your business because right now business does feel pretty hard. Can I just say that if it's feeling hard for you, lots of my clients are giving that same feedback. And I also want to say that we are often leaving money on the table because we are not doing that follow-up rather than chasing new business all the time. So I hope you found today's episode really helpful. Um, I will catch you the same time next week on The Social Circus. Thanks so much for tuning in to The Social Circus. As your host, Sarah Thompson, I am thrilled that you've chosen to spend your time hanging out with me. I would be so grateful if you could spare an extra moment to go and leave me a review on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you even felt more excited, you could share my podcast with your friends who you think would get great value from it. Thanks so much again for tuning in.